Welcome to Volume 3 of my weekly mashup with your host Chandler and Steph. That says Volume 2. I haven't even edited that part yet. Oh. Ruined the whole thing already. It just started. <laughs> so this first video is a question I received about how do you get people to want to consume your content? And how do you get people to actually enjoy it? You guys, a lot of the time I get people who ask me the question, how do you get people to pay attention to what you're saying? How do you get people to care about what you're saying? And how do you get people to really engage with you and to want to hear more? And they're always looking for like a trick or a strategy or some like bullshit thing that they can do to win immediately or to win instantly or whatever. But what it really comes down with people and the way people operate is you really just have, you have to be real with people. You can't be bullshitting them because the bullshit detector is strong with most people out there. It's only going to work for a short period of time to sell your garbage or whatever kind of mastermind thing you're selling. But if you want to really establish a relationship with people long term, you want them to listen to you and you want them to pay attention to what you're saying and really trust you, you have to be real. So what you say, you have to mean it. What you do, you have to mean it. You have to practice what you preach. And you really need to be involved in the aspect that you really care that they're going to succeed. You really care about what you're saying to them because you know it's going to have an impact on these people's lives. I, just, I always, this is the way I think when I give people advice in their businesses like we do, when I give people advice in the motivational aspect or anything else that I do, I'm always looking at the, the idea that whatever I tell them to do, they're probably going to go do it or try it. And if it doesn't go well, if it does something bad for them, or if they don't have a good experience, it looks bad on me because I gave them poor advice and I didn't look far enough into it to understand what I was saying. So when it comes down to it is you have to be real with people. You have to know the implications of what you're doing. And you can't be a bullshitter. Thanks for watching. This video is about Chan's Logic Law of Marketing number three. This law says you have to listen. And then law number three is listen. And what we mean by listen is you can't just put information out. You can't just talk about you all the time. You have to listen and interact with your client base, or your customers, or your consumers, and your followers, and all of those people, because if you listen to them, you can develop an idea of whether or not they like what you're doing. And if they don't like what you're doing, they're going to tell you about it, and they're going to say, well, you kind of suck at this. And then rather than getting offended or butthurt about it, actually take it to heart and say, all right, well, is this person a troll? If they are, all right, then we don't, who cares? But number two, if they are actually making sincere comments and actually giving you feedback, you need to take that to heart and actually utilize that moving forward. Because if you don't pay attention to people's feedback, you're never going to evolve and you're never going to move forward. Someone said in, a, I think it was like the Drinking Brothers Business Group, your ego will be the biggest contributing factor to your demise. This next video is about my four phases of strategic planning. You have to have a solid plan if you want everything to work. What I think we don't talk about as much is the planning stages of being a leader and understanding the different phases and pathways and pipelines we have to maintain if we want a plan to actually go through and if we want that plan to be something we can actually execute on. Because, Steph, what are my pillars of great content? Motivate, educate, and make people laugh. Yeah, and so if we want those to work and then we want that to build into the actual 10 laws of marketing that I follow – Number one is you actually have to execute, and number two is consistency. If we, and if we want an executable and a consistent plan, we have to develop our plan in phases. And so today we had a coaches meeting 
where we put out a bunch of ideas and then we put about out of what we were going to do. And we, and then we kind of planned out what the rest of the year was going to look like and what the basic outline of it was, what could go wrong, pricing strategies, all of that. And while we were doing that, what I call that, that's like phase one. So that's like the discovery phase. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're trying to map it out. We're trying to plan what we're going to do. And then we're going to develop the plan of action next behind what we're going to do. And so once we finish the discovery uh, phase, we're going to go into the actual kind of planning phase. And the planning phase is what now we know what we're doing. We have the idea of what we're doing. And now we're going to build a skeleton and the structure behind what we're doing. So when we do this, this is when we say, okay, we know this is what our plan looks like. This is what the map of our plan looks like. This is what we hope to accomplish. Our pricing strategies are set up and organized. And now what we need to do is we need to build a skeleton. We need to build the structure behind what we're doing. So that way, this builds us into the next phase, which is our executing phase. And for the executing phase, this is when we're actually doing it. This is when we're actually going to actually make it happen. This is when we're getting up to the times that we're actually going to make things go. This is when the event actually happens. This is when we're literally doing it. So now you've discovered what you're going to do. You've planned what you're doing, and then you're going to execute on what you're doing in the executing phase. And so once you hit the executing phase, you're at a point to where you have the planning done, the discovery's done, and now you're doing it. And this is one of the most critical phases because this is when everything comes together. All of your hopes, all of your dreams, everything that you've kind of put together with your whole team, everybody's excited, they're pumped, and then you do it. And that's the execution phase of planning, so phase three. And then so it doesn't stop here. This is a big problem a lot of people have is phase three isn't the last phase. It's not the phase where you're done. Phase four is. And so what the last phase is, it's the post execution phase. And so what this phase is, is it's where we need to look at what our discovery, what our planning, and what our execution looked like. We need to analyze how it went. We need to analyze who attended. We need to analyze our pricing strategy. We need to analyze what our buildup looked like. And then we need to make critical ideas that can make the next time we do this better. And we can organize what we're doing into something better for the next time. And so if we don't include this post-discovery phase in our planning, what happens is we never get better because we don't understand what we could have done better. And in this phase, this is when we're sending out surveys to people who may be potentially, who may have liked what we do. We send surveys to people who complain. We send surveys to everybody. We ask questions. We really try to develop an understanding of what we did, how it went, what the consensus was about it. And that helps us develop a plan to fix it for next time, which leads us right back into our initial discovery phase. So now discovery is what did we do? What could we have done better? What happened last time that we did really well? What was the feedback? Okay, let's put this in our discovery. That moves into your planning phase. Now you're capable of planning at a much higher level because you've done this before. Then you execute again based off those two. Then you do a post-strategy phase. And so if you follow these four phases of planning, maybe I'll call these the four laws of planning. What do you think, Steph? What? I wasn't listening. Oh, she never listens to me. But if you follow these four strategies, it allows you to have a good pathway and it allows you to have a good plan of action developed throughout the whole phase of whatever the life cycle is that you're planning. So remember, number one, discovery phase. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? How are you going to accomplish it? What could go wrong? Number two, planning phase. Design the structure. Understand the structure. Build it and have it ready to go. Level Number three is the actual actual execution phase. So now do it, make it happen. Number four is the post-execution phase. So now, what happened? What could we have done better? What went wrong? And what was the feedback? Thanks for watching, guys. If you have questions, post them in the comments. Right, Steph?
This last video in this series is where I talk a little bit about SEO and what it means in today's day and age. So for me, for search engine optimization, what it really is, is it's just effective content. Uh, the idea that we have to stuff keywords everywhere is, is in the past. Nowadays, it's about answering questions that Google knows people want to see and understand that people are questions that people are asking. So it's, it's utilizing your blog. So blog one to three times a week about different aspects of what you do, different aspects of the relationship, and maybe different things around town. So that's your SEO. It's blog about what's going on, blog about kind of your specific industry, use helpful terminology, don't stuff keywords into it. So your helpful terminology is how do you fix shoulder pain? How do you fix low back pain? Just fi fix and solve pains, write a couple funny blogs, uh, people like to, to laugh. Maybe it's making fun of what people do in the gym, stuff like that. And then that's pretty much what encompasses your SEO. Obviously on each page you want your kind of whatever you're doing, maybe your city name and then a brief description. But the big and the big and most, I would say, primary driver to your SEO is your content. The other thing that's interesting the other thing that's interesting with your uh, your SEO too is your YouTube channel. So by posting on your YouTube channel, which is essentially a product of Google, if you're putting the right information in there and you're utilizing the captions and you're transcribing your videos, you're going to get a lot more SEO and a lot more potential for SEO reach because of that as well. So YouTube's like your secondary SEO channel. Thank you so much for watching or listening to volume three. If you really liked it, please go leave me a review. That helps me out a ton. Even if you didn't like it, give me a review. Give me some feedback and let me know. Thanks again.